0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel.
2: This is like an abusive relationship you're in. You know? Maybe you'll change. <laughs> Pete <Thimo. laughs> That's If
3: you listen to our pod, whenever Pat's like mad at taking a pick, with S.I.'s Pat
1: Forty. Well, I mean, I've bashed Oklahoma all year. Uh, I, <laughs> have been, I have. I've been unimpressed with how they've played. Here's Pat, Pete,
2: and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. It is race for the case time. this business going Michigan at Penn State high noon ABC Penn State is a one-point favorite the over-under is 48.5 bet MGM 70% of the bets 90% of the money on the Michigan Wolverines Pat who you got?
1: Uh, this one I am I am very conflicted on. I really am. I, I I think so much depends on whether Michigan can run the ball against a good Penn State defense. I think if they can, they can set their terms, they can control this thing, and they absolutely can get after the passer. Not just with Aiden Hutchinson, but also David Ojabo. Uh so I'm gonna bet that the Wolverines can run the ball well enough move the ball, score, and then make life hard for a Penn State offense that really has to throw to move. So I'm going to take the Wolverines in a close one.
3: As long as Sean Clifford's healthy, I don't have uh, any issue taking Penn State here. I just really don't think Michigan has played many good teams. And the one competent team they faced, they struggled with. And so I really feel like this is the most hostile environment they'll have played. Now, Michigan State was certainly hostile. I think Penn State overall has more talent. They don't have Kenneth Walker III, but I think pound for pound, you know, one to 40, they're a more talented program. And I think they can uh, I think they can handle Michigan. I think it'll be low scoring. I think this is like a 20 to 14 type game. But I, uh, I, I maybe I'm recency biased from seeing Penn State live and really stop the run well, especially for the first half against Ohio State. But I, uh, I I'm going to take the Nittany Lions here, and uh, certainly, as I mentioned in the last pod, Michigan struggles in state college. Factor into my decision there.
0: Yep, you're right, Pete. They're they're looking for the first one in Happy Valley since 2015. Definitely a place where their dreams have going to die. But uh, I, I'm I'm going to bet on the best group in, in this game in the in the Michigan pass rush. I think they're going to limit Sean Clifford and get the Wolverines over the hump. At Penn State, it's
2: the problem with one point games, right? Uh, I'm going to take Michigan. I think Michigan can win this game. And if you're going to give me a point, I guess I'll take it. Wouldn't mind if it was a little more, but I'm obviously not going to get that. But yeah, I I think the pass rush can wreak havoc. It can also knock Sean Clifford out for a few plays or series or whatever. I'm not wishing that on anything, but that's part of the game. And Penn State's got no depth there. They showed they can pass against Michigan State. And with all due respect to State College, uh, noon game there is not going to be as rowdy as Michigan State. Michigan State's environment that day could not be defeated anywhere in the country. That was like they were rabid getting their shot at the Wolverines. Stadium might be a little bigger, but that was a fired up Michigan State crowd uh in East Lansing that day. And I and and Michigan lost, but they played very well. And as Jim Harbaugh has uh has told everyone, the Big Ten has apologized for screwing up the refereeing or they would have won. <laughs> I'll take Michigan, Pete, Lone Wolf and the Nittany Lions.
3: So there you go. Oh, me and a hundred thousand of my closest friends, all wearing
2: white. <laughs> Oklahoma Sooners back from their off week. They are at Baylor which has to have a staff shakeup because they're uh, one of their coordinators left to become the Texas tech head coach. That's that's the thanks uh, game is noon on Fox over under is 63. Oklahoma is giving five and a half on the road. Baylor, the home dog, 75% of the bets yet. Just 50% of the money is on Oklahoma at BetMGM. MGM. I don't know if it's like one big uh, Baylor fan betting a ton of money. What is that? Pete? who you got? Look, I,
3: Oklahoma, the past couple of years on Lincoln-Riley, has always struggled with sort of smash-mouth teams, and that is what Baylor has emerged as in Dave Aranda's second season. So if you're going to give me a home underdog, getting, what is it, five and a half? Five and a half. Five and a half points. This is by far the best team that Oklahoma's played this year, and this is by far their biggest challenge. It will be a rowdy environment. I mean, this is, uh, you know, the biggest game At Baylor, since you know, since I think game day came when Matt Rule was there a couple years back, like this is a this is a big time moment for for Baylor and Dave Veranda, and I think they're going to meet it. And let's just not forget, Oklahoma's defense is just stunk. Like that whole recalibrated defense, like they just they haven't done it. So I think Baylor will be able to. Jeff Grimes' offense will be able to win the point of attack, move the ball. And I think Baylor wins this game outright. So I'm certainly going to take the the five and a half points. And as much as we love Joey Maguire and we loved his press conference, I don't exactly think he had a big voice in the X's and O's. When you look at, obviously, Dave Aranda as a defensive head coach. And then Ron Roberts, who's his longtime uh, friend. He worked for Ron Roberts at Delta State. I think Joey McGuire was a little bit more of a motivational recruiter type guy. So I don't think when you know, push comes to shove, that loss, though significant for the program, is going to show up on Saturday.
1: Well, I mean, I've bashed Oklahoma all year. Uh, I have. have, I've been unimpressed with how they've played. Uh, And I've been infuriated by them being ranked in the top five. And I was glad the playoff committee got it right with them in terms of pushing them down the, the ladder a little bit. All that said, you see Baylor's pass defense last week against TCU with a freshman quarterback? Gave up 468 passing yards. This is Oklahoma. Caleb Williams is playing well. He's got guys to throw to. Uh, I just think that that's a defense that has taken a step back, and it could be one of those teams we see very often play on a very high level for as long as they can, and then all of a sudden they bump that ceiling and they lose some of their juice, lose some of their mojo, whereas Oklahoma coming off of an off week, getting the bye advantage, uh, should be more rested. Should be have Caleb Williams, you know, even more locked in on what he needs to do. So I don't like the Sooners, but I'm taking them to cover the 5.5. Whenever Pat argues with himself, he always loses. <laughs> That's if you listen to
3: our pod. Whenever Pat's like mad at taking a pick, the pick never goes Pat's way. I'm not like, that mad at this. Not that mad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I hate Just ask you Pat about Hugh
3: Freeze.
2: <laughs> uh, Hugh Freeze at Oxford last week. <laughs> yeah, that like, was what? yeah. What was well, then, that? Just that uh, you just were like, I hate them. They're horrible. I hate them. <laughs> it's like an no, abuse- that, But I like Baylor even less. How about this that? This is like an abusive relationship you're in. You know? <laughs> Maybe you'll change. <laughs> Said he's going to change. Nobody knows him like I do. There's a good side. Uh,
0: okay. Just give me the pics. Like yeah. You- <laughs> Bears are 5-0 and ho- oh at home at this season, and they're, they're covering machines at home, uh, winning that, those contests by an average of 21 points behind a stellar offense. This, as Pete mentioned, this is the best offense that Baylor's seen by far. Yes, Baylor's the secondary sucks, but OU's defense is even worse. Give me the 5.5 points. Go second Bears.
2: You guys understand that Caleb Williams is the quarterback now? Yeah, not Spencer Rattler. I don't care what happened early in the season. Future number one draft pick in the NFL? Is he playing linebacker, too? He'll be fine. Not going to need to. 50-something <laughs> points. You're telling me they got a bad secondary? Oh, boy. I'll take the Sooners. <laughs> I'll take the Sooners. Best quarterback. I'm, ha- I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm opposed to Pat, uh, to Pete twice right now. Of course, I'm a there you go. That's a good Pat, tension this week. I like it. We're, we're like
1: coming back tension. at Pete. This is nope, our last chance. We only no, got a week. I know. We got to dig in and make a comeback here. I'm seven no behind in the here. loss. Yeah, well, I have
3: 500 two weeks in a row, so, you know, maybe 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 this is the great collapse. The spoiler
2: makers are at Ohio State, 330 on ABC. Lodzmaker is just cruel. Buckeyes, minus 20 and a half, given 20 and a half. <laughs> Pretty Over devilish line. 60.5. 80% of the bets, 70% of the monies at BetMGM is on Purdue. Everyone wants that money. Huge. Huge number right there. Sure
1: wish it was 21 and a half, but 20 and a half is enough. I'll take it with Purdue. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game, up and down the field, back and forth. Both defenses, well, you know, Purdue's defense is actually pretty good statistically, but you're going up against a different element of athletes here with Ohio State. I mean, their receivers are so good. Uh, like Jackson Smith and Jibwa, what he's all of a sudden showed, my gosh, another monster they've got on the outside. But I, I just I like the points. Give me Purdue. They're playing well. They're a good team. They, they do have two of the best players on the field, even with Ohio State, with all that talent. But between David Bell and George Karloftis, defensive end and wide receiver, they've got some studs, some real studs, like NFL studs. So I, I think the Boilermakers go in loose, breezy, got a good game plan, can exploit that secondary enough to cover the number.
3: I hate to agree with Pat, but I'm, I'm going to definitely take the 20 and a half points here. I think Ohio state wins the game. I think they win the game handily. I just don't see a path. Purdue doesn't score a little bit. Like this isn't going to be Maryland 52, seven. Like I, I think Ohio state will score in the forties. And I think Purdue will score in the twenties, but this is just not an Ohio state outfit that can blow out great teams for all the reasons Pat said, look at me agreeing with Pat. I, uh, I will take the Boilermakers.
0: And as Pat noted in the dash and on the podcast, Ohio State's red zone offense is not good. On the flip side, Purdue historically under Brom has been really good in the red area, and the Giant Killers might not win out right, but they can definitely cover the number. Go Boilers!
2: Yeah, I'm 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 surprised the number is this big. I mean, Ohio State, I, I I was rolling for a while on Ohio State blowing teams out, but that was Indiana, Rutgers, and Maryland. They just won 20. They won by uh, nine at, at Nebraska. It was, a, it was a close game against Penn State. Stroud is not above turning the ball over. Uh, and I, I do. I think Purdue is going to score some points. So I'll take you give me 20 and a half in this. I'll take Purdue. And I we're all in agreement on that one. But it is a little bit of a gulp. It's like, wait, Ohio State's playing Purdue and I'm taking Purdue. Uh, but I am. Uh, it's a logo line, though, I think. Like, it's just, yeah. you look at the logos. Laundry. Yeah, yep, yep. I thought it would be closer because Purdue just had the big win, you know, and and there'd be all this hype, but we will see. I mean, if Ohio State beats Purdue by three touchdowns plus, we'll be on this podcast on Sunday being like, damn, that was impressive. Yeah. Like there is absolutely no shame in beating Purdue by like 13. That would be a really, really good win. And you wouldn't become close to covering. So I don't know. All right. Huge game in the SEC West. Texas A&M at Ole Miss, and we're going to get to the gambling prospects, but whoever wins this game has a little bit of an edge on the SEC West title if Alabama loses to uh, Auburn or somewhere it stumbles along the way. Uh, A&M would have the same two losses as Alabama, but a head-to-head by defeating them. Old Miss could still finish with just one conference loss, which would be to Alabama, but Alabama could rack up a second. So this game has a little secondary shot at possibly sneaking into Atlanta. So a lot, a lot of juice on it, and certainly should be very interesting. The Old Miss offense against the Texas A&M defense is the uh, is the irresistible force and the immovable object. Game is at seven on ESPN. The Aggies are giving three. The over/under is fifty-five point five. You bet MGM consumer uh, not sold on the Rebels. 80% of the bets, 90% of the money on ANM. Uh m Solly, why don't you go first on this
0: one? Yeah, yeah. Ole, Ole Miss touts the 13th best rush defense in the SEC. On the flip side, the Aggies are really good on the ground. They gashed Mizzou and South Carolina, uh, comparable rush defenses in the league. I expect the stout Aggie defense to get enough stops against Matt Corral and company give me the road favorites.
3: I'll, I'll roll here. I feel like we have picked Ole Miss every week this season, by the way. Is that <laughs> fair? Like, <laughs> As usual, when I pick Ole Miss, I tout D.J. Durkin's defense, and when I pick against them, I point out the flaws of D.J. Durkin's defense. I really think in this game, Mike Elko, who I believe is one of the three, four best defensive coordinators in all of college football, will figure out a way to slow down Lane Kiffin and Jeff Levy's offense. AM has really come into its own defensively. They are second in the country in score defense behind Georgia now Georgia's only giving up 6.6 points per game which is preposterous Am is uh is second at 14.7 one ahead of Cincinnati which is uh, which is which is somewhat interesting but I really feel like as as Zach calzada became more comfortable in that Alabama game it was a distinct pivot point and they have been able to roll uh with a little bit more comfort from that point on so Uh, Auburn's defense did slow them down. They only scored 20, and one of those was a defensive touchdown last week. But I feel like this A&M defense has the personnel to bully and slow down Ole Miss up front and figure it out. So I will take the Aggies in a close.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I just, I think this sets up well for the Aggies. I You know, I think Ole Miss has had a very good season. This is the defense that can really, I think, gum up that offense a little bit more. Heck, Liberty did a decent job of it last week, and Texas A&M's defense is much, much better. Got a front that can get after Matt Corral. John Rice Plumley. they've used him as a little bit, kind of as an X-factor guy. The X-factor isn't going to fly against the Aggies, so Texas A&M wins, covers, Maybe not even that close. So the lines three. I wouldn't be shocked if they win by ten.
2: I like the Aggies here too. Obviously, nothing, nothing I can add much except I'm done betting on Lane Kiffin's teams. It's, we have picked a lot of. <laughs> and here's the thing: it's not that they can't win because they can. It's if you're betting and they're getting points, they, they're infuriating, because he won't kick field goals, right? If you just kick the field goals, we would have covered like three times this year that we didn't or something like that. And and you're watching the game. So they're going to be down five with like six minutes left and they're going to have the ball in field goal range. And it's going to be like third, fourth and nine. And you go kick the field goal, get the ball back, go back down, kick a field goal and win but he's not going to kick the field goal. He's going to go for it. They're going to sail the ball into the third row. Uh, well, that's what the analytics said. And, and you're over here getting your ass beat because you can't kick a field goal. Listen to the anger, the residual anger going back to
1: like <coughs> Ole Miss, Arkansas. Arkansas.
2: And yeah. You yes. know,
1: you always realize why
3: fans really hate coaches. It's when the coaches cost them money. Yeah. This is what we're seeing in the, <laughs> sure. the, the example. Yeah.
2: Or in this case, pride and, right. and, and yeah. eventually beer but, for Dan. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So, yeah, Lane, you know,
1: Lane only had had a season low one fourth down attempt last week against Liberty. He had he was like on a record pace and now he's he's slowed down a bit. I I mean, he's
2: not necessarily doing the wrong thing, but as a better, I don't want to lose that. It's more the emotional. It's the (laughs) spiritual. It's, you know, I need it. than the financial It just be very frustrating. Anyway, that's where we're at. Uh, So I'll take the Aggies. I also think they're really good right now. I think they're playing what they did to Auburn. Uh, was extremely impressive. All right, Notre Dame fighting Irish is at Virginia, Uh, 7.30 on ABC. Irish versus the fighting uh, Mendenhall's fighting Broncos. Should really just call them the Broncos, right? There you go. Should have been the Boise coach or Western Michigan. Notre Dame's given five, over under 64 and a half. 70% of the bets, 70% of the money. Notre Dame.
1: Oh, This is the last of Notre Dame's Open date disadvantage games. Uh, I'm tempted to go Virginia, but I'm not. I'm, I'm going to take Notre Dame because I saw BYU just run for like weeks on the, on the Cavaliers. And Kyron Williams is a very good back who's having a very good season. Uh, and I think that he's going to have a very big game and pile it up on the Cavaliers. Ball control game for the Irish win cover.
3: Boy, I would not.
1: If there's any game I don't
3: feel good about picking, it's it's this game. Virginia's been a little schizophrenic this year. Like they've scored points, they've not shown up. Like they're a, they're a tough team to gauge. Notre Dame is like driving 56 in the fast lane. Like they're going to get there eventually, but like there's not there's not a lot of flash and sizzle. They have, to Brian Kelly's credit, gotten a lot better as the uh, as the year has gone on. But you're still like taking jack cone on the road so you're not going to feel great at any point on uh on on saturday so that said i'm going to take the irish because brian kelly has just made a season of figuring out how to win these kind of games he's really made a career out of winning these kind of games and he tends to win as a favorite and i'm not going to get cute and think uva is going to like lose by three and cover so i'm just gonna i'm gonna go with brian kelly pragmatic winner and uh think they win by a touchdown
0: Quarterback Brendan Armstrong is a game-time decision for the Hoos, so make sure you're uh, versed in his status before you put any money on this game. Virginia's the, as Pat noted, sixth opponent that the Irish have faced coming off a of bye. They're 4-1 so far. I'm going to pick them to go 5-1 and one there and uh, get the win and cover.
2: Irish, man, they're coming through all year. Great run game, and uh, I'll take them. They're not worried about the road. They're not worried about bye, bye weeks or what anything else. I will take uh, Notre Dame to win this game. Uh, and cover. All right, lock of the week time. Anyone do any prep? Sully usually have your lock of the week ready. Mm-hmm. All right, I what do. You
0: got? I do. Uh, another injury update: Connor Bazelak is iffy for Mizzou, but I'm still taking him over South Carolina. They're only laying a point against the Lowly Gamecocks, and in that beam pot race was a little tilted when uh, Florida had a bunch of flu out uh, players out for the flu last week. So give me Mizzou laying a point, a uh, whether Bazelak's playing or not. You picked Missouri. I picked Missouri. I am surprised. And
1: I I, I could quote you from the group text like a month ago. Missouri sucks ass, Pat. But They they do suck ass. (laughs) But they (laughs) do. South Carolina sucks more ass. I wouldn't pick them, boy. All right. Go for it. (laughs) Um, I got mine. I am going to the once great Miami-Florida State Ah. rivalry. Now a shell of itself. Yeah, sorry to beat you to it. But, uh... Florida State still sucks. I mean, they, they, they've they've played some people close. Miami has played some people close, but Miami's found itself. Backup quarterback Tyler Van Dykes as he's coming, he's played very well. Miami's won three in a row. They've beaten better teams than Florida State in that stretch. They're going to make it four in a row. The number is only two and a half. Uh, there will not be an atmosphere in in Doak Campbell. I mean, maybe they'll try for a little while, but I just think that, that fan base is beaten down and expecting defeat. So I don't think Miami goes in there and Freaks out or anything. Uh, Cane's win and cover the measly two and a half.
2: All right, I uh, I'm going on the hangover effect. I'm going on the hangover effect. And where what what place dishes out hangovers like no one other? Vegas, baby, Vegas. (laughs) UNLV had lost 14 straight, something like that. hadn't won in year hadn't won since 2019, and then they they defeat New Mexico. 31 to 17. And I'm not saying the guys all went out and got drunk, but I wouldn't have blamed them if they did. But you know, maybe they just went around that giant wheel thing or, or you know, they they hit <laughs> the bump. Whatever you whatever you gotta do, they did. Whatever you did to celebrate, <laughs> they did. And now in comes the gritty Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Yeah, they ain't much. They ain't much. This is a tough game to watch. Four and six, but inexplicably, the spread is just Hawaii given one point. One point. That's it. All Hawaii's gonna do is beat the worst team, other uh, that not not located in New England in the country by more <laughs> than one point.
0: They look pretty good against San Diego State last week too.
2: Absolutely, yeah. taking yeah. Take taking, taking Hawaii. Not a. They've they've been close. They've won some games. They're they're all right. They beat Fresno. Uh, I'm taking Hawaii. That's my lock. No no football reasoning. I couldn't name two players in the game. <laughs>
1: I like it. No, it's all right. It's all right. You know what you recognize the the team that's coming off the season highlight and go against well i'm going to stay in the uh in the mountain west and i'm going to
3: take boise state 13 and a half point home favorites against wyoming boise after losing some tough games early has gotten sneaky hot here they beat byu on the road they lost to the air force but then they won at colorado state and they they thumped fresno on saturday they won 40 to 14 they've scored all year Um, They scored against UCF. They scored against UTEP. Uh, So I have no problem seeing them rack up some points. And Wyoming's offense has really struggled. I picked picked against Wyoming earlier in the year in a lock and won. And so I really feel like Boise can hang 41 and should be able to uh, cruise and cover. I know Dan's disappointed because he usually picks Boise like four times a year as his lock. So um, he's going to have to be rooting for me at the blue turf on Saturday night.
2: You got to do what you got to do. All right. Well, there you go. We're ready. Uh, Pete is still in the lead by six six games in the loss column. So we got to reel him in. Uh against Boise this time. We're gonna, you know, it's tough with Maxion taken off the board. I it wanted is. to take Northern Illinois. Uh, getting three. Uh, we don't really get to discuss. I would not have taken Northern by the way. We can
3: just they can win just close games. Yeah,
2: that. we'll see. We'll see. By the time this people are listening, they will know. There was also the great battle of Interstate seventy five, the I seventy five game. Oh,
1: and uh, we we were flagged on Twitter by I think a Bowling Green administrator who wanted some wanted some love for the battle of I seventy five, the war of I seventy five.
2: So there, wow. there's some love for you, baby. Which one of your schools is getting Spencer James from All American? That's the from the CW's <laughs> All American. <Yeah. laughs> Is it Bowling Green State or is it Toledo? Because Toledo State, just I, I'm, I'm so confused I can't even talk about these things. Everyone gets a Fricker's Chicken. It's good stuff down there and, uh, and, and make the most of it. Um, other, uh, other intriguing games that uh, we didn't get to, uh, Auburn, Mississippi State. Who knows where that is? Yeah, I, I thought about that. I looked at that.
1: UNC Pitt, that's going to be like 50 to 45. Yeah, that's
2: Thursday, right? Is that that Thursday? is a Thursday game. Very good, very good Thursday night game. There will be some fireworks. Our guy Tim Salem will have the tight ends coached up for the Panthers. Yeah, uh, baby. For sure. I, I have to, I have to say for our loyal listeners that I met Tim Salem last week.
3: Ooh, and yeah. yes, in the in the pit office, I got a story coming on uh, Kenny Pickett on Yahoo this week, and Tim Salem drinks six Mountain Dew a day. He used to drink twelve. Because his, his, he he looks down on those who drink diet Mountain Dew, and he said, "Green means go, baby. Green means go." So he showed me his diet. He stowed me his Mountain Dew stash. He has his own fridge, like in like the pit break area, just for his uh, just for his Mountain Dew. And uh, he said he can chug a Mountain Dew at ten p.m. and go to bed at 10.01. Oh
2: my god!
3: Which completely does not affect. Is it true? What a Free freak!
2: Is what it freak? true? Is he still? Opening the bottles, letting the fizz out because he doesn't have time oh, yes. for the fizz. Oh, yes. Green means go. He's got to go. That, yes. that should be that their is... marketing slogan.
3: Yes. That's, <laughs> it's, it's, green that's 100% go. true. Better than like do that. the do. Yeah, green, mean, I... green
1: means go. And then yes. the, the sub-slogan, just as good flat as it is carbonated.
3: Yeah. Yes. None of this yes. is true. I definitely chided the uh, Pitt SID EJ Borghetti for not getting Tim Sale on the Broyles Award at some point yet in his career. It's it's it's, it's, it's a big it's a big fail. He, he wins our Broyles Award every year, Tim Salem does. So, yes, it was nice to have one of our pod heroes come to life.
2: Yeah, I'll say. NC State at Wake. Going to be very interesting uh, game in ACC uh, action. Wake's uh, given two. Nevada and uh, San Diego State uh, have a big game. Late, a late game, the drunk game, the bar, last call at the bar game. Do a lot to destroy. for a spot in the Mountain West title yeah, game. Yeah, Mountain Pretty West nice. title game will be set up. UMass is playing a second consecutive uh, one double a team. They lost last week to Rhode Island. Can they handle Maine? They can't do that. We're down to uh, they beat UConn. Uh, they aren't playing New Hampshire and Vermont doesn't have a team. So pretty much got New England <laughs> covered there. Uh, so anyway, that's that's good. That's easy season ticket sales Two two get to play Rhode Island and Maine back to back. Don't want to miss yeah. those. Wanna miss those? No. Water cooler, baby. There's people
3: people are your water cooler in downtown Springfield who, you know, went to Rhode Island, Maine, and UMass.
2: There aren't. There aren't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about Mac Jones. All right. That's a pod. Exciting week. We'll be back Sunday to break it all down and uh overreact to all of it. Keep listening, subscribe, talk to you later.